Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast. Here, we'd love to talk about the Walt Disney World Resort, the way we remember it, how it's changed, and why we still enjoy visiting the most magical place on Earth. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast, your unofficial guide through Disney World and all things Disney, memories and their connections to the parks we know and love today. I am Dewey, one of the hosts of the show, coming to you from my home in Delaware, and this is episode number 46 of the WDW Reflections Podcast. We thank y'all for being here with us. Before we get into this week's main topic, we'd like to invite y'all to connect with us through our show's social media accounts and have the opportunity to become involved as a contributor to future shows, possibly. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at WDW Reflections Podcast, and on Twitter at WDW Reflections. And don't forget, for all things WDW Reflections Podcast, head on over to our website at WDWReflectionsPodcast.com. All right, so with that out of the way, let's get started with the show. With me today are my podcast travel buddies. My buddy Ron coming to us from Cleveland, Tennessee. How's it going, Ron? Hey, guys. It feels like forever, probably because it has been forever. But um, it's so good to get with you guys and and talk and and see your, I was going to say, see your beautiful faces, but <laughs> ugly maybe. We're Let's just say we're all fit for radio. Well, why don't we just say faces? We don't have to use an adjective. That way there nobody's feelings are hurt. <laughs> good to see you too, Ron. All right, and then coming to us from the Big Apple, my good buddy, Tony G. What's up, Tony? Hey, Dewey. Hey, guys. It's good to see us all together again. It's been a while here, and and it's been an exciting year, as we're going to find out on this podcast uh, so far for all of us. we, After so many years of being stuck inside, uh, all three of us have gone on different kinds of journeys, and you all heard about mine last time, and now we have to hear about what you guys have been up to lately. Yeah, just uh, we'll just do a quick recap today. Just uh, uh, that way nobody forgets us. We haven't recorded in a little while, so kind of give an update on to where we've been, what we've been doing, and uh, and and we'll just uh, go from there. We'll see how it goes. Exactly. And for those who just listen to the show here on the podcast, I know there are, are a couple of people who do that. We do have uh, video clips on YouTube that we'd love for you to go check out. We, we're st- I'm trying to keep that a little bit active, especially when we're not together. Um, there'll be clips from the parks, clips from things that are related to Disney in some way. And I think um, it's beginning to take off. We could use more subscribers. Plus, if, if you know someone who likes to hear about Disney parks and experiences, have them also subscribe to us and, and listen to us because we love doing this, but we also love to hear feedback and we'd like to know that there are people out there. Yeah, we talk about Disney all the time anyway, uh, but uh, if we're just going to do that, we don't have to record it. We want right. you guys to participate. We'd love to hear from y'all and and if there's something you'd like for us to talk about or if you want to you know whatever we would just love to hear from you guys and get some feedback and and that kind of stuff it's a lot of fun hearing from y'all so so this week like i said i think we're just going to uh do a real a quick recap on some of the stuff that uh, has been going on in our lives for the last uh just couple of months i guess uh we talked about uh, on one of the last shows Actually, I think it was the last show. 
we talked about Tony and his wife Jen's adventures to Disneyland. And when was that? Was that like in May? That was in May, yes. In May that you guys went to Disneyland. So that was really cool. And a lot of the videos that uh, we've been sharing on our page and, uh, you know, all of our accounts and stuff recently uh, has been some videos that Tony took on his trip to uh, Disneyland in May. So those have been a lot of fun to watch. I haven't even seen those. So every time one pops up on on the uh, the account, I'm like, hey, Tony's at it again. <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun for me just to see those too. But so that's what uh, the last show was about. But in that time, Ron has been on a couple of uh, uh, excursions. I know, well, we talked a little bit about your cruise. So uh, I think we've talked about that, but more recently, uh, after the cruise, I guess you went. Uh, and actually, I just saw your bracelet. Uh, oh yeah, bracelet on your on that. your wrist. Yeah. Uh, it says Kenya. So right, that's what it says. Yeah, it says Kenya. So and, um, why would you be wearing a bracelet that says Kenya on it, Ron? Well, we, I, you know, I'm very active in our church, and so we had the opportunity to go to Kenya, Kenyan, Kenya. Uh, to do some mission work and to partner with the church in Kenya. And um, so we took 14 days, um, but our trip it actually ended up being three trips in one. We flew from Charlotte to, um, yeah, we were to fly from Chattanooga to Charlotte, but then from Charlotte to London. And we ended up sitting on the tarmac for three hours being taken back anyway it was a long delay and they wouldn't let us work out our connections until we got to london which was a little disturbing that we were going to fly across the country and not really know what our connections and how that was going to work out but <laughs> was it, your trip supposed to go to london initially or did it yes did it make it was a side a, we were originally supposed to go from chat to charlotte to london to nairobi so we got to london we get off the plane. They're like, yeah, we don't have any flights to Nairobi for three days. What? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. So they're like, so you're going to hang out here until 1030 tonight. Then we're going to fly you to Cairo. When you get to Cairo, we're going to put you up in a hotel. And then that next night at 1030, we're going to fly you to Cairo at that point. So. I we weren't going to sit in a hotel room in Cairo all day um so we went and toured cairo and got to see the pyramids we did a camel ride wow. there's um an area called the cave church which is six or seven churches that are literally carved into the caves one of them seats as many as twenty thousand. if you're ever in egypt i would encourage you to go check out the cave church and then you drive through a place called garbage city and that too is very awakening maybe is the words i would use but the people that live there work within the garbage taking care of the waste and they live right within the waste and there is just wow. They separate it and get it ready for recycling, and but they live there as well. So it is very crowded, very, very unique. You'd have to see, you you really have to experience it to be 
able to understand it or I'm not even sure you understand it when you see it, but you at least definitely can be in the midst of it. And it's just very interesting that it's definitely not an American culture that you you would see something like that so it's how how welcoming were they to or towards your group oh very welcoming yeah everybody there i didn't feel um there was a few that i mean but you always have the few right if somebody came to america and they'd ask how americans were you're always going to have that one guy right but uh ron let's be honest uh as an american uh, i can go to an american city and be made not to feel welcome you know yeah exactly (laughs) so it's it's interesting um so sometimes it was you you felt a little um intrusive but not terror not not the overall feeling we also got to go to a museum and see the the mummies of the kings that was extremely interesting and you couldn't take pictures of that they they were very strict about pictures and i i don't know that it was even so much that they didn't want you taking pictures as much as they wanted they're trying their best to preserve the mummy anything yeah and people would um um you know they just don't think and so they just say no pictures that way they keep so did you did you say you, you did you get to go to the great pyramid we did we went to the pyramids and um to the what i'm sorry maybe i missed to the great pyramid oh yeah yeah we went to the great pyramid i didn't go um we didn't go down into the pyramid um there's another one that we went down to um basically somebody that had already been there said it's really because that the Great Pyramid, you have to pay for the one to go down into it. The other one, you can go down and just walk in and go. And it's the exact same thing. So, it was did it remind you of anything while you were there? Did you did you say to yourself, okay, I've seen this kind of representation in I don't know in a movie or in something Disney? Was there something that that it reminded you of, or was it a unique experience to have that surrounding you? Yeah, it de- it definitely was just unique. I, I mean, I was definitely taking in being at one of the seven wonders and, and just one, it wasn't on our itinerary at all. And two, um, just, we hadn't had a lot, honestly, we hadn't had a lot of sleep. If you see the pictures, which I'm sure we'll probably put some on there. I'm still, I'm still wearing flip-flops because our luggage was lost. Wow. Or at least, no, at that point it wasn't lost. It was en route to, um Nairobi so it was interesting but um yeah that that whole trip was interesting one really interesting fact is there's three pyramids and the largest pyramid is the obviously the oldest king and his son said no I want a bigger uh pyramid than my dad and like no we 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 can't do that you're you're sub to him but what we can do is they're this higher elevation over here and so we can put your pyramid there and it will we'll build it and when you take when you look at it from this perspective so when you see pictures of the pyramid you're not the one in the center that's raised is not the largest pyramid the largest pyramid is to the left and in the back 
found that very interesting. And I've been told Optical that when you, when you get there, that um, un unlike in movies where it's just endless desert, that you get there, but there's a whole city where you can eat. Oh, yeah. You, it's McDonald's surrounded. I mean, like it, it, it is. Um, I may have a picture to help you to help us illustrate that, that shows that it's definitely surround. It's not. Maybe like Arlington, you know how Arlington is in the city of D.C. Once you get there, there's like for the tomb of the unknown soldier, you got to get up to the tomb. So that's how mm -hmm. this is. The the area is surrounded by the city, but then the pyramids have some space. It's not like 20 feet and there's a building standing next to the to the pyramids, but it is truly in the center of the city. And was it uh, really, really hot? Surprisingly, we lucked out and it was one of the nicest days that they've had there. It was nice. not hot and there was a nice breeze. But yes, it's traditionally very hot there. So it was it was definitely a memory that um, was really exciting. Um, and then from there, so our whole travel, it took us 60 hours to get to Nairobi. And we probably got- How many hours? 60. 60? Because right. of the overnight stay and everything? Yeah, the overnight stays. Oh, yeah. okay. I was yeah. going to say- yeah, not all yeah. of that was travel time. Yeah, no, no, yeah, like that whole day. We, I'm counting Cairo. We're going to put you that. in suspended animation for your flight, folks. Now, yeah, <laughs> goodness. So, because we really didn't, we got to Cairo at three thirty or four thirty, and we got up by nine to do the tour. So that was really the only only real sleep we got. But you weren't going to miss that. I know. It's right. Like you're you're there. It's a once in a lifetime. Well, yeah, exactly. And so I didn't sleep great on the plane. So that was the only sleep really we got until we got to. um, Yeah. Once we got to Cairo, we got to sleep from 3.30 or 4.30 till we got up to tour. And then that night we toured right up to the point that we had to go to the airport and our flight was leaving at 10 30. So I think we got to the airport fairly early because you just don't know in foreign countries. And we're thankful we did because it was definitely not as quick as the United States. And it's hard for me to remember where now, but we went through one of the places we went literally through three security checks for one flight. So that was interesting. And that, I think it was, it may have been Cairo where we did that. And um, then they have one right at the plane as well. Um, so we got left Cairo at 1030 and got to Nairobi at 330 in the morning. They had lost our luggage at that point. Oh. And so that took two hours to get forms filled out. So we get to our hotel in Nairobi and we originally were supposed to meet our compat the some of us sponsor compassion international children and so we had the opportunity to meet them and that's the part that i consider the second part of the trip and so we were going to meet them at eight in the morning so none of us really went to bed we just went and got a shower and um 
spent the day with them. So that was, that was an incredible experience though. We lost our luggage and, and part of meeting your children is you bring them gifts and, and it helps with the, the, just breaking down the walls. What I, sure. I really was not super concerned about the, the interaction with the kids thinking that I connect with kids all the time. This is going to be great. Well, I didn't take into consideration one, they don't speak English because they've not been in school long enough. The f- official language is Swahili and English, but until they go to school, they don't, their parents don't know English. So they learn it at school. So these are five-year-olds that we are sponsoring. So they didn't, they had an interpreter with them and then they don't see white people. And I don't mean that that's not a, they just, mm-hmm. there's not white people in Nairobi. And so um, when they see white people, they're just in awe and they, they almost just are in, they're in awe and just look at you. So it was very hard. Thankfully in Chattanooga's airport, I'd picked out these two magnets that had black bears on them and then said Chattanooga. And so I was able to give them each because we sponsored two. I gave each of them this magnet and it said Chattanooga, but I also had a picture in my phone of a real black bear that I could show them. And that, that, that helped us interact and, and kind of connect by the end of it, the little boy, just really didn't want to let go. He was really, uh-huh. he had really cleaned and, and, and I wanted to get a picture of him holding up his magnet and, and I knew that he'd put it in it. They were wearing coats. It was 70 degrees, probably 75 degrees. And I went to get it and he's like held like he didn't want to give it back. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, you're going to keep it. I just want to you know, want you to hold it and get a picture. But um, so it was, that was really a cool experience. The smiles on their faces say it all. I know I saw a couple oh, of yeah. photos and the, the kids yeah. are, are have these huge smiles on their faces. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, that was very unique. And then of course the last trip or last part of our trip was the mission itself. And we partnered with a church in Nairobi um, in the, oh, I'm not going to say it right. Um, Kaioli um, area of Nairobi. It's not the, so there's three classes in Nairobi. You've got the wealthy and then you've got what they call middle class. And then you got the slums and we weren't in the slums. We were in what the the natives there would, were calling um, the ghetto. Um, but. How did you get there? Did they taxi you over so we so we stayed in a hotel um closer to nairobi's national park and we'll talk about that or i'll talk about that here in just a minute but um and it was in more of the um city of the nairobi and then they would bus us to the suburb of kaioli which really is still not it's still nairobi but it's more in the residential area and um so they live in brick basically cinder brick homes and what we went to do is the church was really wanting to reach out to the community and so an organization partnered with us that provided food and so for four days we fed 
individuals and then evangelize to tell them about um, Christ and, and do that. So that was very awakening. We went for orientation, met everyone. And um, I guess some of the facts that, so here's the quick facts. Cause this without having, it, it was an incredible trip and life-changing for me. One, I've learned that Americans are very, very, which I knew that we were very wealthy, but we're very spoiled. Um, I got to know Collins. He's a young man um, who works in, and I don't know if some of you may be reading about their political unrest there. They, the president has tripled some taxes on like petroleum. That's what they cook on um, with. And they have all their taxes have gone up. And this president had promised to low, to increase the, the cost of living, which he's not, it's even getting worse and jobs there are very, very difficult to obtain. And I had the opportunity to go with Collins to view his apartment, which we wouldn't call an apartment. It doesn't even have a um, indoor, it doesn't have its own restroom and shower. It's a communal restroom and shower down the hall. It's almost more like a dorm, except that it's it's concrete. Everything's concrete. There's not any finishings or any, it's all concrete walls and concrete floor. It would be really what we would look at and think of more of a shed type. It, mm -hmm. it was big enough to have um, a, a double bed and a love seat. And that was the extent. And and it's just very, very expensive the for them to to even live. They Collins makes five dollars a day, and but only he's only employed for three hour three days right now. It's just so, um, and his rent is thirty eight dollars. So it's very it. it I understand now how we, how Compassion International is able to do what they can do because from American standards, it's very inexpensive, but from a Kenyan's perspective, it's not inexpensive at all because they don't make anywhere near what Americans make. Right. And so um, it was very eye opening, and they're very, the people were, so gracious and so accommodating um and they were we got the opportunity to help make food we fed ugali which is <clears throat> what they call african bread and it's i so i got to help make that that was a really cool experience um and we fed ugali and meat and then the other day we fed rice and beans and um, what's interesting to me and, and I may come across naive here, but when I would see videos of help agencies, helping people feed, um, in foreign countries, it always looked like they were feeding them just something that would fill their stomach, right? Not, not something that they would enjoy. Well, I was wrong. 
the the African people, Ugali is one of their, I mean, literally one of their favorite foods. They, you can buy Ugali in a in a nice high end um, restaurant. Um, and so when they eat Ugali, they don't use they don't really have utensils. Uh, I mean, they do, but they don't usually use them to eat because they use the ugali like we do, like a biscuit is the only way. I, and we they use that as their fork and the gravy and the meat, and they just use it like that to eat. And um, and so what we were feeding them, they were very, they really enjoy that meal. That's an African traditional meal. And even when we would go out in the streets, you'd see them selling rice and beans and or, or ugali and meat. And and so that encouraged me that we're that I mean, obviously, rice does fill your stomach and the ugali is is definitely filling, which is thankful because most of them, if they're eating probably one, two meals max a day, um, and so we ended up feeding 1,400 people. Wow. And then 72 um, made decisions. So Very nice. It was, a, it was an incredible experience. I'll definitely be going back. It's something that um, definitely hit my heartstrings to um, be able to help and hopefully help the church grow. I mean, obviously you could take as much money as you want and it's not going to change the conditions, the government and the way that the economy is there will have to be changed by other means than just dumping money. That's not going to fix the issue, but um, encouraging and helping the church grow that, that at least will encourage people and help them find hope, hopefully in a spiritual way. That's beautiful. That's really, yeah. that's a really, uh, a, a good idea for a mission. And it's good that was this, was this your first trip abroad? Yeah, America? this is my first trip across the pond. So that's a, that's an interesting way. of. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So you've never been out of the country. I get you've done cruises. So yeah, I mean, I've been down in the Caribbean, but I don't necessarily count that as in Canada, but I didn't feel like I was out of the country when you, when you see, well, that, that I was going to say, when you see how the police are dressed and the guns they carry, it makes you feel, but you can experience that in the Bahamas. So, I mean, I don't know. It just, now that I've been across the seas, though, I can say, yes, I've been out of the country. In my And wrapping this back into Disney, yeah. would you now be willing to, to try going to Jico or the other restaurant, that Animal Kingdom that you said you would never go into? <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a really good point because um, what is the name of the restaurant in Animal Kingdom? It's well, um, There's Jico and Boma. Boma, that's the Animal Kingdom. Lodge. I would love to go to Boma again to see um, what that's like. And you brought another memory to me. Um, I'll be honest, when I first was going on this trip, I was probably more excited about the safari that we were going to get to experience than I was. I mean, I was excited about it all, but I was really excited about the safari. Um, the safari that we went on 
was is contained in the Nairobi has a national park that it's they don't feed the animals but it's protected nothing humans can't hurt the animals but the lions feed from what lives there so it's not um it's not animal kingdom but it had the feel of animal kingdom it had the feel of it <laughs> uh how about the like the, the music the music play like it does at animal kingdom or the, is that just oh no they so this is truly just you take your own car and go out and drive around the plains of this you take um, your car you well we had drivers but yes right. the, the nairobi people just go and they pay a fee wow and it's miles and miles um i've got a how picture. long was it how long was the so thing? that's the thing if you if we and you you and i just went out to drive you just drive until you find an animal and then you just spend time looking at that animal if wow you what did you see when you were out there? So we saw rhinos, we saw lions, we saw, um, we didn't see zebras, we saw giraffes. Um, what else did we see? A water buffalo. Got to see a kill. We didn't see a kill, but we saw the remains of a kill from where the lions had taken it down. And so I did a, it's very interesting how they take water buffaloes down the lions and um it's kind of really if you, you had a weak stomach i wouldn't recommend going and looking this up but there's some <laughs> videos out on um youtube that you can see that probably were taken at nairobi's national park and they're not the lions is it's it's rough because they basically eat them while they're still wow uh, so that's um, gruesome yeah it's gruesome and then um the other we've got some pictures where the plains and then you see the city way off in the in the foreground or background um i don't know it was it was unique experience but i really wanted to go on a real safari so but all that to say that i was so moved by the people that the safari became kind of less important to me that's what so you thought was going to be the highlight turned out to be background. After yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely enjoyable, and I'm glad we did it. But it definitely became second to what the the purpose of the trip really overshadowed everything. I did get the we did go to one restaurant. And I got to eat ostrich. If you ever get the opportunity to eat ostrich, it's amazing. Really? Yeah. yeah it tastes just like chicken. No, it really, but I don't know what it, it, it had a distinct flavor, but it was really good. And they had made it into meatballs. What? And it was, it was really good. You don't find that at Chef Boyardee. No, you don't. <laughs> or maybe you do. We don't know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but it was a great trip and um, looking forward to going back. That sounds oh. amazing. You think uh, so? Is this going to be an annual thing? Is, like I don't know that it'll be annual, or? but it will definitely be. Um, it'll definitely be something that has that has become a focal point for me. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah. And I mean, it's really cool that you know most of the time when you hear travel nightmares, you hear stories like that about losing right. luggage and getting diverted and all that stuff. Your travel nightmares, you got stuck in Cairo, Egypt for yes, a day. Oh, exactly. you know what I mean? Like it even the 
the inconvenient part turned out to be pretty amazing. Yeah, you, know? It, I mean, it, you know, some of, you know, you some of our guys were the leader I think was most stressed because of course, when you're leading somebody in the, even if you end up in Cairo and it turns out, well, it's still very, very stressful to get sure. people that a group of people from one place to another to have to try to coordinate that with all, it, it was very stressful for him. So that was, but in, in any case, um, it was very interesting. Um, and I'm glad, but yeah, you're right. The, the opportunity that we did, we didn't get our luggage for five days though. That was so American airlines. Thank you very much for buying my Nike, um, gear that I had to buy because I didn't have any luggage and ran out. <laughs> All right. That's good stuff. Thanks for sharing that stuff, Ron. I, you know, we'd talked about it a little bit, you know, and I saw, I saw some of your pictures. I saw the the pyramid pictures you put on on your personal Facebook account and stuff. But yeah. uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about some of those other details. So that that's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. And appreciate yeah, you and definitely that. if you're just if you're just listening, definitely check out the video there. will I will definitely put in some of these photos that uh, Ron's been talking about because they have to be seen. It's it, it, this is a trip that a lot of us just imagine and that's why i was bringing it back to the disney parks because it's just an experience that we see the fake the fake experience that we see in in animal kingdom and in um at the lodge it's it's interesting to know what the real thing is like yeah and, and that's a really good point because it definitely as i so i'm really glad you brought that up because i didn't think about the food i i have eaten at foma but i was i've really pushed myself to um broaden my pilot if you will and and i had not done that when i ate at boma and i just looked and like no thank you and went to the kids buffet uh, <laughs> um oh my yeah. gosh I, if i was your wife i would have been hitting you with a stick or something <laughs> yeah i bet i paid big dollar for for um chicken nuggets and um yeah i think that's a isn't that like 65 dollars a person or something probably at, at so Boma. i mean we were on the disney plan dining oh, okay yeah so. but now but now you're gonna go and go what no ostrich yeah what kind exactly. of is this? you'll be disappointed <laughs> <laughs> awesome so, that is an amazing story ron I, I really uh definitely think it was a worthwhile trip and and i really appreciate you sharing that with us yeah definitely. so ron now uh what we need you to do we need you to begin to advocate to disney to add an egyptian pavilion to the world show oh yeah or or uh or uh you know because you know they've got that little watering hole that's supposed to be africa or whatever where equatorial yeah. africa was supposed to be so i remember uh, that, at one point they even tried to do something there they, they yeah, did try to make it in africa it was supposed to be an yeah. equatorial africa pavilion yeah. uh, and of course it was going to be russia and, and all that stuff too but um it sounds like you know there's enough enough cool you know culture and stuff like that that you know oh definitely could add that yeah that would be incredible yeah that'd be super cool All right, so so my trip is not even going to come close to exciting uh, as as Ron's was. I mean, goodness gracious, getting the chance to go to go to Africa. I mean, that's that's big. That's kind of once in a lifetime stuff. Yeah. To go to Egypt and and see the pyramids. You know, one of the seven wonders of the world and all that kind of stuff, and then get to go and have all those experiences with 
uh, with the kids in Kenya. I mean, goodness gracious. So I'm not even going to try to compete with that. I'm just going <laughs> to tell, I'm just going to tell you what we did and, you know, no, no competition with Africa, but so we weren't really planning on going at least in, we were planning on going to Florida just because we wanted to spend time with my wife's uh, dad and stuff, you know, he lives down there, but we had a lot of, we own a timeshare at the Sheridan Vistana uh, down in, in or not Orlando, but whatever it is, Kissimmee or whatever. And uh, we had stuff that was expiring that was left over from uh, pre-COVID. And, you know, we didn't want to let that stuff expire. We also had uh, three free nights. We're members of uh, the Marriott Bonvoy uh club or whatever that is that's kind of an extension of the um marriott owns sheridan vistana so it's kind of an extension of that so we had three three free nights that were going to expire so we've kind of pieced together a real quick trip and so we went to myrtle beach for three days or three nights i guess four days three nights and i had a really nice hotel on uh, right on the beach we found out that the this hotel uh we could never have afforded it if we were paying for it it was a 600 dollars a night hotel room nice I mean, unbelievable it was we great were the, it, i mean i'm talking on the beach was it a family suite it, it was um didn't have a kitchen it had a microwave and a fridge and everything but it was uh it was a family it was called a suite but it nice. wasn't like different rooms and like a bedroom and stuff mm -hmm. Um, more just like a large hotel room. So we spent uh, uh, three nights there and had a great time. None of us had, had ever been to Myrtle Beach before, so that was a lot of fun. And then we uh, went on to Florida and at Sheridan, and we had uh, a week at the timeshare that was going to expire because it was, like I said, from pre-COVID. And during COVID, they extended the expiration dates because, you know, nobody was traveling. Yeah. So we had that. And then we had another week that was going to expire. And they allowed us to change that into uh, resort credit. So we had uh, a free week. And then we had $990 in resort credit that we had to eat and drink while we were there. <laughs> so uh, it, it, I, to me, I was like, ah, that'll be easy. You know, I, I figured we just burn right through it. And we, uh, so because we had all that money to spend, we weren't really planning on doing a whole lot uh, outside of the resort. We thought, you know, we'd probably hang around the resort most of the time and, and try and spend all that money and, and, Basically, we wanted to relax. We don't really get to relax a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, on Especially most with the trips tension over the past few years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we ended up only going into the parks uh, twice. We went to the studios one day and really we only did about a half a day. And, you know, we since we go so much that uh, it's not a huge priority for us if we don't get on, you know, this ride then it's not going to be the end of the world you know there's sometimes we don't even ride anything at all we just go to eat or we just go to you know whatever walk around world showcase or something how can you stand it 
<laughs> we, used to, we used to do that, but but I know that you're you're planning on going back more frequently, and especially once you live there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's it's you know, look, uh, this was so. Um, I don't know. Maybe we can put up a graphic with some confetti or something. Da, 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 da. This was my fiftieth trip to Disney. Whoa! Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's an accomplishment. <laughs> uh, but it, so it was the my fiftieth separate trip, meaning fifty trips I've over been, thirty. Um, nineteen eighty-five was my first trip. So thirty-eight years. Yeah, I'm not good at math. So uh, something like that. Sure. So, uh, and so 50 trips to Walt Disney World, uh, you know, that's why I need to move, why I'm moving there because it's, uh, the trips are too expensive and it's, you know, it's a pain in the butt to drive down there all the time. I was going to say you actually drive there, right? How long, do, we, how long does it drive for you? So we've flown a few times um, because we don't normally stay in a Disney resort because we either stay at the timeshare or we stay uh, with our family in St. Cloud, uh, we typically drive because it's better for us to have a have our vehicle with us. Uh, so it took us. Um, so we didn't drive straight down this time. We stopped in Myrtle Beach for a few days, but on the way back, I can tell you we drove straight through, uh, and it was just under sixteen hours. Okay. So uh, it's you know could definitely be worse. It, you know, it it's definitely be a longer trip from up there where you are if you were going to drive down. Oh yeah. But uh it's not the end of the world. It's, you know, 16 hours. It was and I I drove the whole thing straight through. Yeah, I was just about uh, to ask did your kids yeah. drive as well. My son's old enough to drive and he yeah. offered uh but I, I guess I was just kind of in the zone or something, mm -hmm. I don't know. But so I just ended up driving the whole way. But we spent most of the time at the resort and I don't know if you, any of you guys are familiar with the Sheridan Vistana resort. It is, uh, I mean, it, it's an amazing place. Uh, no lazy. River. How close is it to the park? Oh gosh. It's on, uh, it's on five thirty-five. It's, it's, you know, not if, if there's no traffic, which, you know, good luck with that around, around, uh, you know, one ninety-two and all that stuff. There's always traffic, but, if there's no traffic, if you're just driving, it's like 10 minutes, you nice. know, 10 or 12 minutes. It's really close, actually. Um, it's you can, uh, as a matter of fact, from the the villa where we were on uh, on this trip, if you uh, walk out of the parking lot or walk through the parking lot from the villa where I was and look through the trees, you can see the the casting building. Uh, over okay. at down at I will say downtown Disney over at Disney Springs. I mean, right. we're we're right that close to Disney Springs. Okay, it's really really close. Um, so, but we spent most of the time there. Uh, would get up in the mornings and um, go uh, went for a run a couple of times, and then uh, I would go and uh, reserve a cabana. Their first come first serve. So, and my wife, uh, a medication she's on right now, she's not supposed to be uh, in the sun a whole lot. So we got, uh, I got, would get up and get a cabana and we would hang out at the pool for most of the, most of the day, you know, our, our uh, room was actually, the back door of our room was probably 50 steps from the pool. It was really close. So I would just walk out of there out of our back door and go get a cabana and then we hung out there for most of the day and 
you know, trying to spend all that resort credit, we were drinking from the tiki bar and, uh, you know, eating in the, the restaurants there on property and stuff. It was um, really, uh, really nice. And I mean, even even with drinks being $15 a pop, it was still pretty tough to to spend all that money. It, you know, we every time we ate, it would be the four of us. And then my father-in-law came and, and stayed with us for a few days there. Uh, and so it was a hundred bucks every time we ate. But even still on the last day of the trip, like the night before we were going to drive home, we we still had $127 left. So I just I just drove the kids to the uh to the little they have a like a not not a gift shop but uh like a trading post kind of thing and there's ex, you know overpriced souvenirs and overpriced you know groceries and all that stuff and uh, I I just let them spend 127 dollars on junk because we, you know we we didn't want to just leave that money you know once we left once we check out it was gone it expired so we wanted to make sure we spent it all so. We you're reminding me of the, that's reminding me of the days when Disney used to have the dining plan and that's kind yes, of how it was too. Exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right. We, uh, yeah. When, when the dining plan, you would go and get bags of pretzels or something and take them home with you. Yeah. Uh, exactly the same deal because we, we didn't want to leave any, you know, didn't want to leave any money on the table, you know? So, um, so most of the trip was just spent at the resort, you know, at the pool mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff we did go into the parks a couple of days and um so but we you only did... went to certain you only went to certain parks you didn't go to a, yes all of them and i think as far as ron's concerned you did not go to disney world because i don't it doesn't look like you went to his favorite park look i haven't been now i, I haven't been to uh you know we didn't go for three years yeah to disney world and and then we've been i went twice this year uh, once in April, we talked about already, that was my daughter's uh, chorus mm-hmm. trip. And then we did uh, in June. And neither of those times did we go to Magic Kingdom. So I know Ron doesn't consider it a, a trip to Disney World if you don't go to Magic Kingdom. Uh, so, um, but we I haven't been to Magic Kingdom since uh, probably the summer of 2019. Hmm. So okay. it's been a while. And, uh, but so for this trip, we did a day in the studios. I try real hard. I was about to say MGM again. <laughs> I should just say it. I, I don't know why I find it. Hollywood's too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but we, so we, we were only going to do about a half day or so. And, uh, my kids haven't been on either of the attractions in galaxy's edge. So we wanted to do that and then were you able to get uh, on yes absolutely was there uh, a and, long wait for those or were you able to so uh, i i think i've talked about my wife's condition on here a couple of times you know she's currently going through a clinical drug trial at uh, johns hopkins so uh, i drive her to baltimore every thursday for a treatment and because uh, she's still suffering from uh post-covid stuff so we um She's currently, we hope she's going to get better, but currently, uh, and I say currently, for the last three years, she's been um, le- legally disabled. She's unable to unable to work. She's unable to, um, 
really she can't even stand up for more than just a few minutes at a time because of the condition that she has. So um, she, you know, she has a, a handicap placard and all that stuff. So what we, we actually found out that um, the ADA stuff at Disney World is, is really helpful because uh, so I was, you know, we were pushing her around in a wheelchair because she can't stand and she can't walk and stuff. She can, she can walk, but she can't do it for very yeah, like great distances. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and that's just part of her condition. So the ADA stuff at, um, at Disney World is actually pretty awesome. They basically, what you do is you get, um, you basically get a lightning lane reservation for, you know, and you can, when you go to the guest relations and, and sign up, you pick one. And whatever the current wait time is for that attraction, you, so say, for example, it's 50 minutes. Uh, we, we want to do Rise of the Resistance. So it was 50 minutes at that point. So you don't have to wait in line. You just have to wait 50 minutes. And then when 50 minutes is up, you go to the Lightning Lane entrance and they let you in. So that was really beneficial for uh, for my wife you know, considering, you know, her current condition. So we did, uh, the first one we did was Mickey and Minnie's uh, mm -hmm. Runaway Railway, because none of us had been on that. What'd you all think and, of that? Um, so I, I'm not happy it took away the great movie ride. I think Mickey and Minnie would have been a great addition to the park. You know, I always say refurbish, mm -hmm. not replace. Uh, it's fun. It was entertaining, but it's not better than the great movie ride. If they had added it somewhere, I'd probably enjoy it even more. But the fact that they had to destroy the great movie ride to put it in kind of gets me a little disgruntled. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was probably fun. actually that probably actually uh, should have been moved to the animation courtyard somewhere. Definitely that would have been a great idea, hundred yeah. percent. I, I think it would be really, really good there. Um, you know, it, it, it was, it's okay. I'm not crazy about the current incarnation of, um, Mickey's look, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like the way he's animated now. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really like that. And, you know, it, it looks, what does it look? It looks amateurish to me, you mm -hmm. know, the, the way they're drawing him right now. So, uh, and that's unfortunately the style that he's you know drawn he's popular in. he's popular like or, that yeah i guess not for me yeah but that's what um that's what mickey and minnie's runaway railway is it's how it's drawn so you know i, I don't love that but i do i did think the ride was fun it's you know but it, i mean it, it's just it's just projections everywhere you know and um it, it it seems like Disney is going more and more to these projections and less uh, animatronics and stuff like that. So that's, you know, it's okay. Uh, the ride was fun. It was entertaining. It's not better than great, the great movie ride. So we'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Um, I will say I was really surprised that once I got to uh galaxy's edge that uh so we went on uh smugglers run and the hondo 
uh, animatronic is just gone. What? Really? It's gone. Yeah, not there anymore. And, oh no! What did they just yeah. show the movie? Yeah, it's just a video now. And I'm so I was really confused by that because on the way in, I was I was telling my kids like, "You're not gonna believe this animatronic. Yeah. It, it, you you're gonna think it's a person. You know, you're you're not gonna believe that it's a that it's that it's a, an animatronic. You're gonna think it's a person in in a costume or something." And then we get there. And that whole, you know, that it's like a holding yeah. room and a Hondo tells you, you know, you're going to fly the Falcon, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That's all that doesn't even do anything anymore. They just wow, kind sad. of explain, a, unless I was just there on an off day and maybe it was broken that day. But um, from what I could tell, it just doesn't do that anymore. And so that was uh, pretty disappointing because that's, uh, you know, that's a highlight. It's one of the best. things. Yeah, there. absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know what the deal is with that, but my, so, you know, we're, we just basically walk right through that room and my kids are like, what are you talking about? What animatronic? And I was like, well, that's where it was supposed to be. I don't know why it's not there. I don't know where it went, but uh, it was fabulous. And now it's gone. So I don't know what the deal is with the Hondo animatronic. Um, but I was disappointed in that but uh the ride is still cool uh my my daughter and my father-in-law flew the falcon and they are terrible pilots <laughs> <laughs> but uh despite the fact that they're terrible pilots we still had fun and then uh and then that's we had the next um window for us to ride uh rise of the resistance was uh from the ada reservation so we had a few minutes before uh before that so that's when we were going to try and go get on rock and roller coaster and that's when i saw uh lou Mangello on the way and by the time we got the rock and roller coaster the single rider line was closed which is also strange to me um but we got there and the the line was I think it had gone up from 40 to, I don't know, 50 or 60 minutes. And we didn't have enough time before our reservation for Rise of the Resistance. So we just ran back to Rise of the Resistance and did that. I was just that. about to ask you, because didn't they make some changes recently to Rock and Roller Coaster? Uh, I, I don't know that they made any changes. I think it did go through a refurbishment, but I don't know that they made any um any major changes and the guitar it. is still there all the all the things that were yep yep okay. it's still the and it, they it's still aerosmith i know there's been rumors for yeah. a while that it was going to change or something but uh yeah, someone said right something now, about the muppets <laughs> they were suggesting i've heard that thing. yes yeah. uh there's no indication that that's happening and disney certainly hasn't said anything yeah. about it but uh so we just went back to and and like i said we were just hoping to get on it and if we didn't it wasn't the end of the world because we know we're probably you know we know we're going to be back at some point even if we now this is definitely not going to happen but even if we didn't go back until we moved there in 2025 you know it wouldn't be the end of the world so um if we didn't get on it no big deal we've been on it a hundred times so we'll ride it next time or whatever that's kind of the the attitude that we have most of the time when we go nowadays so we just went back and did Rise of the Resistance. Um, my wife had been getting tired. So um, her her dad took her back to the resort and we stuck around for a little bit and uh, and did Rise of the Resistance. And then it was pretty close to 
the park closing at that point. So we just walked around and, you know, just what I like to do a lot, we just kind of soaked in the soaked in the atmosphere and and, you know, just people watching stuff because we we just we enjoy that. So it was pretty laid back. Um, and then a couple of days later, we were going to just go to Epcot and uh, just have, you know, just have a good time, just walk around, eat around the world and stuff, which we did. I uh, got a couple drinks. I finally got, uh, I'm so cheap. I never, never want to spend the money and get the, um, uh, they have a Fiesta Margarita in the Mexico Pavilion. And I'm always usually too cheap to to spend it, spend the money to buy it because it was like uh, it was like eighteen dollars or something like that. But it's a it's a margarita and it's got three flavors in it. It's got traditional like the lime margarita. It's got a mango, I think, and something else. And that was really good. Um, you know, I've actually went and spent the money for a change. Try not to be so cheap. And we walked around the world and had a few, a uh, few snacks and stuff. And let's see, we did a few attractions. We rode. What did we get on? We got on. Gosh, now I'm. Having well, I know you it. shared some of the videos with us of. Um, oh, that's Remy's, right. We did Remy's Spaceship Spud. Earth. Right. Oh yeah, we did. Ooh, yeah, we did uh, Ratatouille, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, whatever they're calling that thing. And, and what was your impression I, on that? I did not like that. Really? Um, what didn't you like? Well, so, in I guess in my old age, the last few years, uh, anything that spins, I think I've talked about this before when Ron's talked about his favorite mission space, uh, anything that spins gets me, uh, like I'll get dizzy sure. and I'll, I'll get a like, a like a headache or something. And so that was the case on remy i did not feel good after after riding remy and it took uh probably um probably a half hour 45 minutes before i started feeling uh normal or better again you know mm, wow. um but even even despite that I, I just wasn't very impressed it's again it's 99% of it is projections yeah you know projections on on the walls and stuff and you know i don't know it's just it it just seems like that's cheap it's it's disney's not going all out on the the way they used to build attractions you know and yeah. a 3d audio animatronic right is you know much more what you think about Right. Some of the some of the practical sets are pretty good. You know, you you when you're in the kitchen and you're under the stove and, and stuff. And so, you know, you're like supposed to be the the size of Remy and some of that stuff. When they actually built the practical sets, they were pretty cool. Um, and it was you know, I enjoyed that part. But most of what you see is is just the 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 3d movie or whatever with projections on the on the screens and stuff and that's okay it was um you know it was fun i guess but it's it it just you know to me it's not do you think that also do you did you feel it belonged in epcot um i'm okay with it being in 
in in France. It makes sense in France, you know. It's it's you know that's where it takes place. Yeah. So I wasn't. I didn't hate the that it's in. It makes more sense in Epcot than Moana does, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it being there in. Uh, and did in, that take the France. place of the movie that used to be there? No, the the theater is still there. Oh, okay. It's actually um, they actually built the path. You know how uh, over to the right, if you're facing the France Pavilion, yeah, over to the right where they sometimes you could meet Aurora. Yeah, from Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. they actually built uh, between the France Pavilion and that waterway, the International Gateway. They built a walkway there that takes you behind uh, all of the what used to be the France Pavilion, and extended it past that. So the ride is actually behind the building where the little ice cream shop and the um, the theater is, where um, uh, where you can see impressions impressions of france or whatever it's called and how weird so, did it look with the gondolas in the distance did that look kind of weird um not it wasn't that bad it was mm-hmm. um it looked okay it was uh pretty uh you, you get used to it you know it doesn't really doesn't really affect you either way um i don't think it takes anything away from the the attraction or anything i haven't been on it but i hear that when you uh ride those ride the um the skyliner back Mm -hmm. there that you can see like the backstage area of the france pavilion Mm -hmm. and it sort of i've heard someone say that it sort of takes away from the the eiffel tower because you can see that it's like only half of the eiffel tower or whatever so uh you know i that's what they said you know some people have said that it didn't uh, really affect me any because i didn't run the skyliner but um can i tell you something that you you just reminded me of with regard to that that I did, we didn't get to mention when i went to disneyland it seems like they're doing that much more often that they're showing you sort of behind the magic because when we were leaving the resort uh in california while you're on the highway you can actually see the the stiff cardboard things that are the 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 mountains from galaxy's edge i mean you could see them from, as we were in the cab ride going back you could see them in the distance and you're and you're like that's galaxy's edge that those things so it's kind of weird that they're showing you behind um behind the scenes like that well i mean if you think about it everything had a purpose back in the day you know yeah. i mean they had you know go away green was a, a paint color that disney uses to to hide stuff in plain mm-hmm. sight you know and you know the they made a really big deal when they built tower of terror they made a really big deal of making sure it was the same color scheme as the morocco pavilion because you can see it from epcot you know at certain you know you can see it behind the moroccan pavilion so they made sure that the backside of tower of terror was the same color scheme and they're not doing that anymore like the just for example the 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 guardians of the galaxy attraction there at epcot that ride that building is a giant square you know just a big box you know uh, which is definitely different from epcot in the past because all the buildings were spectacular and you know horizons was that big diamond shaped thing and yeah you know everything had a you know was aesthetically pleasing 
And uh, now Disney doesn't really isn't really too concerned with that anymore. They they put the the giant big box there and then they painted it blue. And, you know, sometimes it'll look like the sky, you know, I guess yeah. um, it's not really their uh, priority anymore like it used to be. So, um, you know, uh, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, they weren't real worried about letting people see backstage anymore because they don't really they don't really worry about that kind of stuff anymore. But so I think that day we did Remy. We did the Mexico ride. Um, we did Spaceship Earth. And then we actually got on test track later that day. So uh, actually did four things in Epcot that day. So that was, uh, and that's a busy day for us because we don't, we don't normally uh, get on that many attractions and stuff. Uh, when we go nowadays, we, we kind of just take it easy. And if we get on it, we get on it. No big deal. Uh, so it's kind of, um, it was, a it was, it was a nice relaxing day. We spent about a half a day there and, um, and, just walked around world showcase and did a couple things and then came back and we, the, we were able to get on test track because of the, the ADA thing, which is right. um, really nice. You know, some of the, uh, they're, they're pretty good about, you know, letting us push the wheelchair, uh, push my, my wife through on the wheelchair and then, uh, you know, she could transfer onto the, to the ride. So she actually rode test track, which I wasn't sure she would be able to do. And, uh, and she tolerated it. Okay. So oh, good. Good. It was um it was nice because we haven't been on a family vacation since 2019, right? You know, and um, so it was really nice to be able to uh to to go and do that as a family. So uh, that's really all there was to it. We didn't do a whole lot of stuff in the parks, uh, just a couple of days, but mostly trying to eat and drink <laughs> all that credit, you know. So, but it was fun. We had a good time. And uh, it was nice to get away for a change because we've been uh, we've kind of been stuck here in the house for for three years, you know, since COVID. And then with my wife's health after COVID. So it was really nice to be able to go and um, and have have a vacation. So it was awesome. Great. I'm glad I'm glad you had a good time and I'm glad you all were able to do that together. It was nice. So, yeah, we had a good time. Not a lot of exciting Disney stuff. I like I did take a few videos and and you've mm -hmm. uh, put we put those together up. and everything yeah. and put them up. So uh, so that was fun. And uh, but it was just relaxing. It was just nice to be there with the family. So that was uh, really was kind of the the whole idea was just to go and uh, spend time with the family and 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 get a little relaxing. So. It was good. It was and nice. that's and that's pretty much where we've all been for the past couple of months. It's been kind of an exciting journey journeying year for the three of us. So uh, absolutely, hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's more fun stuff to report as the year goes on, or maybe next year. We are. Um, we don't know for sure. We're considering maybe going back in December. Nice. Um, just uh, you know, just to spend Christmas down there for a few days. But, but right now that's uh we're not even really making any plans we just right. mentioned that maybe we'll give it a shot we'll see how it goes so uh, we'll see how it goes if we do go then um then i'll i'll definitely take some videos and we'll do some trip reporting but 
um, still uh, still a long ways. I don't even want to think about December because I still have a, a month of uh, summer vacation left. So I don't even <laughs> want to think about uh, December yet because that means I'll be back to work. <laughs> but that's about it. It was um, uh, it was nice to get away. It was nice to have that time with the family. So it was a good time. All right. So let's go ahead and move on over to the next part of our show. What's happening around Walt Disney World? So currently not a whole lot of news. I don't know. Maybe summer is uh, they're focusing on festivals and stuff. Not a whole lot of news, but uh, something I did find that I found interesting. Or focusing on trying to get people back in the parks. Well, yeah, I have heard that there's (laughs) it's slow down there. Look, (laughs) I'll tell you, it was not slow when I was down there uh, the last week of June. So it's only become slow recently. So um, what I found was that they are, and it actually doesn't come from any kind of statement. Disney hasn't come out and said uh, Epcot construction is not going to be ready for the celebration. You guys know that the 100-year celebration is kicking off in Walt Disney World on September 22nd. But it does not appear that some of the big offerings that are supposedly coming for the 100 years celebration at Epcot are going to be ready. And so what we're looking at is the Communicore Hall and Plaza, the 100 years nighttime fireworks extravaganza. I don't know if they've actually got a name for that thing yet, but the thing that's replacing... Um, well, I guess Epcot Forever came back to replace Harmonious, and so Harmonious is gone. Epcot Forever is going to be replaced by this new 100 Years thing, and the Disney only thing they say is later this year, and they said later this year for all the stuff that's opening in Epcot, but something that points to them not being ready for September 22nd when the 100-year celebration starts is because in that Communicore Hall and Plaza, there's actually supposed to be a dedicated uh, meet and greet for Mickey and Friends. And they've they've got um, artist concept drawings of this little thing and everything. And you remember there on that side of uh, Future World, they that the same place where they had the Starbucks is where they had the meet and greet there anyway, right? So there's supposed to be a dedicated Mickey and Friends area there. Well, Disney did announce that for the 100 years celebration starting on September 22nd, Mickey and Minnie are going to be meeting in the Imagination Pavilion. So uh, so it's kind of taking a little bit of uh, some reading between the lines. But if... If you think that uh, they're supposed to have a dedicated meet and greet there at Communicore Hall and Plaza, then why would they be meeting people at Imagination when it opens, right? When the celebration opens. So uh, just a little bit of reading between the lines, maybe not necessarily, like I said, Disney hasn't come out and said, oh, hey, by the way, it's not going to be ready. But what they did say is Mickey and Minnie are going to be meeting people over at the Imagination Pavilion on September 22nd when the 100-year celebration starts. So uh, there are indications that the Moana uh, 
garden walkthrough, whatever that thing is supposed to be. Uh, I will refrain from adding my comments. Uh, it does appear that that is further along in construction. I don't know if they're going to wait to open the entire thing or if they're going to open it in phases and maybe Milano will be open for September 22nd. But at least judging by Mickey and Minnie meeting folks at an alternate location for the at least the beginning of the celebration it does sort of look like that that they may not have communicorp hall and plaza and the 100 years of nighttime spectacular whatever that fireworks show is going to be called and then dreamers point which is the the new statue of walt uh doesn't sound like that stuff's going to be open so i don't know it's just interesting that they are moving Mickey and Minnie around. I don't know. What do you get? Am, am I reading too much into it, or does, does, does it make sense what I'm saying? I think it makes sense. Did, did they when you went? Did they have the Disney 100 statues around? Um, it was weird. There were still so okay. I went twice. I went in um, April for just a couple of days, and then I went again in June for a couple of days. And some of the 50th uh, uh, statues were still there. You know, the gold right. ones. Uh, I saw the figment one in Epcot. That one was still there. So I don't know. Maybe they're leaving them all up. I didn't see any hundred years. I guess the hundred years are supposed to be platinum or whatever. Yeah, they're I like that like that statue that I showed because they were all over Disneyland. So I'm finding interesting yeah. that they haven't even started to do that in Disney World yet. Maybe they did and I just missed them because okay. I only went to... Um, I almost said MGM. I, I will, I'll forever call it MGM. Uh, I Hollywood. went to the studios and I went to Epcot in, in this past trip in June. So uh, I wasn't everywhere, but it's not supposed to start until September at Disney World. So maybe they didn't start installing them yet. Mm -hmm. But I did see a couple of the gold 50 ones still in June. But I don't know. Uh, look, it just seems like this crater in the middle of Epcot has been there for like 37 years now. Uh, I know uh, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but it, it was started before COVID, you know? So it's, we're looking at, I don't know, 2019, 2020 or so is when they started this thing. Here we are. And I know there was a pause during, you know, COVID and there, all the money things they were worried about money and all that kind of stuff. I get that. But well, I can say this, that the construction costs have tripled. Everything. The cost of everything is tripled. But yeah, well, no, right. I get it. I'm just saying that for major construction, it's not just, I mean, I, yeah, I get it. I just thought I'd bring that point up. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I understand. But, um, you know. Uh, it is Disney with the endless money trails so. look when you're paying your your ceos and all this stuff you know multi-million dollar uh, sure. bonuses and stuff don't plead poverty to me you know <laughs> I, I fair enough i'm not buying it i'm not buying it <laughs> uh i know that disney plus is, is not making the money or not making any money they say there's they're at a loss but uh you know the parks is where their bread and butter is that's where they make their money is the parks so the fact that they always skimping and always cutting costs and all that stuff, you know, it's just, uh, I don't, you know, Hey, how about you take half of your bonus there, Iger, 
and then you can invest that money into the parks. You know, I'm not buying it, not buying it. But anyway, so uh, that's just, you know, I was reading all that and, you know, that they're not saying it's going to be open. They're not saying it's not, but they're also not saying it is going to be open. And just the fact that they're moving Mickey and Minnie for the beginning of the celebration just tells me that uh, it's probably not going to be ready. Their little uh, their little nook there in the Communicore Plaza. And uh, I just wanted to see what you guys thought. Does that make sense to y'all or am I... Am I just a conspiracy theorist guy here? <laughs> you probably little both. Yeah, probably. It's possible. Um, God. But um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, you you don't have your main characters not be at the um pinnacle, right? So what about you, Tony? You have any thoughts? No, I just think it's uh, as you mentioned. It's it's interesting. They had all this time to do it. It's it's weird that that hasn't been done yet. Uh, and especially the fireworks show, you would, it, it was quick to put that other show back. What's taking so long to create something new? That's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess those things are incredibly complex, yeah. and I get that. But you know, so they they. Epcot Forever has been back for a while now, you know, uh, and and it's still what this is. We're recording this in July, so there's still two more months until, um, still two more months until September 22nd. So right. still time, and, and maybe they'll surprise us, and and it will be ready. And you know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe the they just. I think I saw photos anything. of the costumes though. They look pretty, pretty uh, dapper. It looks. I, I almost feel like you have to be dressed up to go see that particular Mickey uh, and Minnie. Oh, the costumes for the hundred years Mickey yeah, and Minnie. Yeah, they look so pretty fancy. Different, because I know that they got those fancy costumes for the fiftieth. They're yeah, changing so them up. Yeah, it's it's changed up again. It's pretty pretty fancy looking. Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> they might be fancy and they might be ready, but they're not going to be ready at Communicore Hall. <laughs> so, all right. Well, like I said, not a whole lot of news. I, I did see something about um, Iger saying that they may start selling stuff because they're, you know, money problems. So they're the, the person that was doing the interview said, you know, are you going to sell ABC? And he's like, it's not off the table. And, you know, so um, there he, he even mentioned maybe selling off their streaming services. He wants to get rid of uh, the TV stuff, FX and uh, all of those, because there's no money in TV. Apparently everything is streaming now, even though Disney Plus isn't making any money, supposedly. But, you know, who knows? But he even said that selling the entire Disney company to Apple isn't off the table. So. I found that interesting too. What what do you guys say? What would a Disney owned by Apple look like? Well, I certainly hope that that does not happen. Um, even though I'm a, I'm a fan of Apple as well, but I, I don't think uh, I think Disney should maintain its own ownership, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know if the. I mean, they. I don't see Apple being like, "Here's all the money in the world," you know, right. do what you want. I don't know that. I don't see how that makes it better for Disney. You know, I don't see how 
you know, Apple buys them and they're like, hey, all those money woes you were having Disney, no problem. We sold some extra iPhones and now you can build that new ride. You know, <laughs> I, I don't see I don't see that fixing the and the not just world. Apple. I mean, it, when it, when it's not Apple, it may then fall into Google or some of these other huge companies. I wouldn't want to see that. I'd rather I'd rather just let the Disney Corporation be its own entity. It's been strong enough to survive all of these years, and and it should continue that way, based on yeah. um, on on what as you mentioned as as to what it brings in. Yeah, for real. Um, the parks might be slow now, but people just are are forgetting it used to be that way back when. We all used to go as frequently as uh, some of the people on TV do. So um, as far as I can see, it looks like it used to. Yeah. And when when they say slow, they're not talking 1985 slow. Right. They're talking, you know, slow for 2023 2023. doesn't mean slow. Exactly. It's not slow. It's not what what we have seen in the past, you know. I'll take slow. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Uh, You know it's slow nowadays is you only have to wait 40 minutes for pirates instead of 50 you know so that's just a couple of things i found in the news that that uh seemed interesting to me i you know more to come on that that i don't know i think it'd be fun to see the the epcot epcot's um oh um the spirit the sphere turned into the apple <laughs> with the bite taken out of it <laughs> don't give them any ideas Ron. you heard it here first so they're going did to you, well speaking jazz. of that did you see when, when when they when apple announced that new uh visor thing uh Iger was part of that of that presentation and he presented this new way that people can can experience the disney parks by using that visor and new ways that they're, they're developing technology so that you can kind of go through the disney parks experience by having this visor on so there's some kind of connection that's going kind on of there. cool yeah that's kind of wow that's kind of the old school disney you know well you know when i saw those things it reminded me of what we used to have in epcot uh, in the in the was it Communicore? It was the, that area where you used to be able. The people were on those bikes. I know they had it in 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 when I went to Disneyland. But people were on those bikes, and you wore those visors to see this 3D image. Remember that in in the uh, in Interventions, I guess it was. Yeah, are you talking about the Aladdin ride? No, ride? well, no, the, not not the Aladdin ride, but that was another thing where you put the visor on. But the uh, in one of those spots in in Epcot, I can't remember if it was Interventions or the thing that or Communicore or one of those areas there that had the ability where you could experience this futuristic thing where you put a visor on that looked like what Marty wore in Back to the Future, one of those big, actually it looks like the Apple Vision thing, uh, one of those visors, and then you got on a bike, and it was a whole, in Disneyland, what they did, they put it where the Carousel of Progress used to be, so there was a, a, a slew of bikes and a bunch of people with visors on pedaling through it. And I thought it looked really crazy, but it looks just like that visor or it looks like the visor that, that grandma has in at the end of, um, of uh, the great big, beautiful tomorrow ride. For some reason, I'm lost as to what oh, that's uh, even yeah, called. That. That's kind of what it looks like. Carousel <laughs> of Progress. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like that. It's when, as soon as I saw it, I thought the Carousel of Progress. Well, I didn't see, uh, I didn't see that 
that press release or that that mm-hmm. video that you're talking about so i have no idea what you're talking oh, about check was out the recent? one about check yeah it was it was last month check out the one where you can i think they, they isolated the one where Iger talks about how disney's planning to use this technology going forward and in creating new parks experiences with it um so there is a there is a, a bit about that on online somewhere so um how much is a one-day park offer uh with the visor gonna cost <laughs> <laughs> all right so like i said not a whole lot of news just a couple of things i wanted to chit chat about the going around at walt disney world right now so uh, you know i epcot's my favorite i don't love the direction it's going but um at the same time i'm just ready for it to be over or you know it'll be done i just I don't love the new stuff. Maybe I'll be convinced when I see it in person. But at this point in time, I'm just ready for it to be open. I'm just ready to see it and for the the crater to be filled and and all that. You know, I still don't know how they're going to make. Uh, you know, I keep thinking about the original purpose of Epcot and. I guess that's gone, and I have to get that through my head. The original purpose of Epcot, the original story, that's all gone. So I have to stop thinking about that, but I, it's hard because, you know, I loved it for so long. All right, anyway, so let's ha- let's go ahead and head on over to the last part of our show. We call this, What's Your Favorite? Each episode, one of our hosts brings with him a question to ask the other two guys. Those two hosts don't know the question ahead of recording and must answer the question on the spot. So this week, my good buddy, Tony G is gonna take it. So. He has a question for us. So, Tony, what is the what's your favorite question this episode? Okay, oddly enough, this talk this ties into what we were just talking about in a, in a weird way, I, although I didn't really intend that. Um, but there are different ways of approaching this, your answer to this. But what is your favorite way of experiencing the Disney parks outside of the Disney parks? Do you stare at your souvenirs do you go online do you watch videos of uh the parks do you listen to the music is there a particular favorite way that you have of experiencing disney parks when you're not there great question uh ron do you have an answer you want me to go ahead and go got an answer i think there's two ways for me and i love this question by the way because um i immediately i never really thought about it but i immediately came up with my answers as you were talking one is the music because for me, um, the music in the parks is by far an experience in what takes you, at least takes me right to a certain time and place in the park. So we even have purchased some of the music that they play in the parks specifically. And I enjoy listening to that. Um, the other way is probably, um, honestly this podcast i'm getting to talk about our experiences and just being um talking with two fellow fanatics about a place that we have found to be an enjoyable place to vacation do you guys remember it was probably from the late 90s maybe early 2000s but the the CD-ROM Walt Disney World Explorer. Do you yes. guys remember that? Yes, I oh my yeah. gosh. I, I was thinking about that the other day. I, I wish I still had mine. I don't think I do. I think it's long gone. But uh, I I used to do that all the time, the Walt Disney World Explorer. And, you know, it, I can imagine how 
buggy and slow and annoying that thing would be today but back then it was it was awesome uh, i always hope that you, they would do another one like that i know yeah absolutely uh, maybe that maybe that would be in that vr headset you're talking exactly about. right <laughs> uh, uh, why don't you explain what it was for people who don't know so it was uh, i'm pretty sure it was a cd-rom i can't a remember CD-ROM, yeah it was a cd-rom uh-huh. but it basically well, those are the things that, those are the plastic discs that old people like <laughs> us used to stick into a computer in order to make a program work yeah it was on a cd but it was basically just popped up and it was uh, a, a big map of walt disney world and you could take your mouse and and hover over an area and you could select an attraction and if you whatever attraction you selected it would show you a video of a video you know, and some behind a, the scenes information yes. as well and it would give you you know tell you maybe like how tall it was yeah. or when it was built you know kind of trivia stuff but it was super cool because it you know we're talking we're talking pre-youtube and yeah. and all that stuff and it was early you know, 90s yeah yeah absolutely so and and you know even even if you took your own video camera back in those days, like you couldn't get good footage. Of, Not like that. Uh, Big Thunder what, Mountain. I remember right, specifically, right. I used to always watch the Big Thunder Mountain one because that actually was a point of view uh, clip that they had in there. So that was super cool. Um, so that's how I did it back in the day before YouTube. Um, nowadays, uh, definitely the music. I listen to uh, the 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 soundtracks. I have them in my office at work. I play that i'll put on usually it's epcot like the Inve- interventions area music or something and i'll play that all day long uh i i have i collect disney world magnets and i uh they're not all up because i have too many i have well over a hundred disney world magnets i've been collecting for nice. decades and so i just have probably maybe i don't know 20 or 30 on my fridge so i see those literally every time you know, every time I need to go grab a snack or something, you know, they're there on the fridge. So I see those all the time and I enjoy those. But that's pretty much it. Mostly I do watch YouTube videos and stuff some and uh, and the music. And then really, I, I love podcasts. I listen to all kinds of different podcasts. I have a my commute to work is uh, 25 miles one way. So I'm in the car almost two hours a day. You know, so I listen to all kinds of podcasts and that was really the inspiration for why I started talking to you guys about starting this show is because of all the podcasts that I listen to, uh, none of them really offer perspectives from the, from the, the shows that we record kind of like memories and, and doing histories of, of attractions and stuff. So uh, I definitely enjoy podcasts and I listen to several of them out there. So. And speaking of uh, podcasts, you had the pleasure of actually meeting uh, one of your podcast heroes there. When you I did on. very quick, we had um, we had a what a lightning lane or whatever for um, uh, we, no, not we didn't have a lightning lane. We were try- oh, we we did. We had a reservation or whatever they call it for um, uh, Dead Rise of the Resistance, and we were going to try the the line for. Uh, rock and roller coaster was only 40 minutes so we're like let's run a rock and roller coaster and try to get on before our rise of the resistance time and as we're leaving uh toy story land i just happened to look over to my right and i was like lou Mangello, lou Mangello, those of you if anybody's listened to our show i'm sure they've listened to his uh he does the wdw radio uh podcast and uh he's kind of the 
I don't know. He's on, he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore of Disney World. Yeah, podcasts. he's a legend. I heard of him yeah. uh, before. Yeah. Absolutely. Super nice guy. Very welcoming. And, uh, you know, and you could tell he, he does it all the time. He's like, hey, nice to meet you. Where are you from? You know, he was like very, very comfortable in that role. But uh, it was cool. I've listened to him. I've listened to his show for, gosh, eight or 10 years. It's, it, I've listened to it for a long time. So. So, yeah, that was cool. It was cool meeting him. Very, very nice guy. Super nice guy. And uh, I only only got to spend about three minutes with him because we were trying to get to Rock and Roller Coaster. So it was very fast. But uh, it was cool seeing uh, seeing being able to meet him. But podcasts are definitely something I listen to a lot. In a similar about you, vein, Tony? Well, in a similar vein, I'm, I'm more into the videos and I love watching videos. In fact, we watch uh, daily, almost daily. We tune in to people walking through the parks, uh, things like Resort TV. I was, at, and similar to you, when I was in Disneyland, we ran into some of our favorite podcasters. That was from Ordinary Adventures. We met Peter and Kitra there, who were very quiet, but they were very, very nice. And they were in the middle of doing their show. I didn't want to bother them, but they came over and they took a picture with us and they spoke with us briefly. It was really, really sweet. So it was, it, I really enjoy uh, watching video podcasts and seeing the park on a regular basis, especially uh, when we spent so many years of not going it was nice to actually see what the daily um goings on at the park are so that that's my favorite way of, of of experiencing it i do like some of those and there's a couple of uh i watch uh, offhand disney he makes some pretty mm -hmm. yeah uh, entertaining videos he's uh he's he's got of a nut he you know he's really funny guy i watch his videos a lot um what is it mickey views He's, that's a that's a young yes. guy that actually lives in Orlando and, right. and does. He's news grown and with stuff. the show there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I watch him a lot, and uh, so there's there's a few that I watch on YouTube as well, pretty regularly. But the, I, there's probably not a day that goes by that I don't have Disney on the brain somehow. I'm listening to a podcast or watching a video or got music playing or something. So it's it's definitely uh, ingrained. And well, the last thing. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I would love to hear from our viewers what they, what do they do to experience the parks outside of, uh, outside of the parks? What, what do you, what's your favorite thing to do? Yeah, let us know. Maybe it's something that we're not doing or something we're not seeing, and maybe you can, you know, introduce us to something. Uh, I will say the last thing I'm going to say on this because, you know, like I said, Disney is a, a part of my everyday life. Um, the uh, the countdown for my family moving to Florida has dipped below two years <laughs> oh wow we're at uh i have a countdown on my phone one year 10 months 29 days and 14 hours there you go so the move to florida is uh it's coming it's wow. under two years now so pretty exciting uh, not that i'm counting <laughs> and that just about does it for this episode of the wdw reflections podcast Please find and follow us on all of our social media accounts. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at WDW Reflections Podcast, and on Twitter at WDW Reflections. This podcast can currently be found and played on many podcast platforms, and we'd love it if you'd give the show a follow wherever you happen to listen. And if you love the show, please leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Those positive feedbacks help the show reach a larger audience and helps us grow. Make sure you check out all of uh, WDWReflectionsPodcast.com has to offer. And don't forget, you can always message us at 
any of those social media accounts, or you can just email us at wdwreflectionspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And please keep coming back and listening to the show because we truly appreciate you. Thanks for reflecting on Walt Disney World memories with us on the WDW Reflections podcast. See you real soon.